Most Reverend Father Andrew, my brother, priests and, and brothers, seminarians, all of you who are here, all the members of the Association of Variant Helpers, confraternity members, wherever we are, I know this, quite a few employees here from the Marian Helper Center. It is a great joy for me to, to be here on this special day. It is a special day. It's the solemnity of our founder. There are two things I would wish to share with you briefly. One is just the little quick biography overview of his life. But then the second element of this family will be something very special. And I won't let you, I won't tell you until I start. So the first is his biography. Our founder, Jesus of Mary, Joseph uh, Babczynski. Jesus of, Stanislaus of Jesus and Mary Papczynski was born in 1631. 1631, he was born in a mountain region of Poland. Uh, while still in the mother's womb, a violent storm on the river capsized the boat and almost swallowed his life. But God's grace through the intercession of Our Lady had not only preserved him from death, but gradually transformed this little frail shepherd boy who found it hard to study into a renowned preacher and confessor whose spiritual counsel was greatly appreciated by many important people, including King John Sobieski, as you may remember the history of the defeat of the Muslims in, in uh, Vienna, 1683. So a simple person, and yet somehow through the grace of God, through the power of God, the Lord helped him to grow, to develop, and to become who he became, a, a powerful individual, not because of who he was as a human being, but as a, as a man of God. He joined the a community, uh, Pierce, as is known, but then the Lord, on account of a special gift that he gave him, the special awareness of Our Lady the, in her Immaculate Conception, in that mystery of the Immaculate Conception, drew him, drew him out, and he established the community that we have here as Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. He was someone who had almost two, two phases of his life. One, preaching, teaching, giving missions, doing extraordinary things, and then entering and establishing a community is then his focus became uh, on, on this small community at first to develop, to grow, to worry, because he wanted to continue as God gave him the great grace, this charism to initiate something which we see here today. And even though throughout history, we went through so many persecutions and yet the Lord has given us life and we're here and God, may he be praised, may he be praised for what he's done. He died in 1701, seven year old, was 70 at that time. Um, but in 1670, he made a special vow, an oblation, whereby he established us. He already in his heart, he knew what he wished to do. And he gave us the name and he gave us the charism and gave us everything that we have here so that's, that's the first aspect of his life. 
But the second thing that I wish to share today is something very special. And I have to tell you, less than two months ago, less than two months ago, the Holy See approved a formulary for a mass, which means that the prayers that we pray today, the opening prayer, you know, the prayer of the gifts, the preface, the, Holy, the prayer after Holy Communion, all those are new prayers. So we are celebrating and speaking and praying these prayers for the first time. Very historical moment for us, very historical. And I'm so excited because for two reasons. One is that we have new prayers. Then the Superior General sent us a letter kind of explaining things to us to take a look, closer look, and he's here with us. He should be speaking, but you know, but he, he feels like his English is not good enough, but I think it's very good, you know, but that's, that's, that's my opinion because I know that he is, but nonetheless, he wanted me to share the homily with you. Okay, so let me just tell you about these prayers. You know, as you know, that when we gather, the opening prayer is known as the collect, kind of brings the feast into one. It tells us what we're doing. So if you really pay attention at the opening mass, it's not that something that priest does, but the fact is that this prayer, whether it's Easter or Christmas or any solemnity or anything, and even, even weekdays, there's a focus on what we are doing. So it brings together the theme, the reflections, everything that's necessary to, 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 to make this offering, this Eucharistic sacrifice, which we offer something special, something important, but we are to pay attention. So what did we pray today? What did Father Andrew pray? And obviously, oh God, because we always turn to God the Father. That's what we do. Every Eucharistic celebration, we turn to God our Father because he's the one who created us. He's the one who sustains us. He's the one in whom we have future glory. So we always turn to him. But right from the beginning, he says, who in your providence, who in your providence, because God, all things are in God's hands. And so we have, we live in a, in a, in awareness of God's providential love and care. We are not just happen to be here just because our parents gave us life. No, God in his providence foresaw and he knew and he was with us. He cared for us from the beginning of our conception. He already even knew about us from, from all eternity. So God in the providence filled. So God in your providence, filled the Saint Stanislaus of Jesus and Mary, his full name, not just Stanislaus, because there's many other Stanislaus. You know, Stanislaus Koska, there's a Stanislaus Bishop. Ours is Stanislaus of Jesus and Mary. So filled with Stanislaus. And then it says, our father. The word describes a person who, um, who's the founder of a community. So this is why we call Jesus filled Stanislaus of Jesus and Mary, our father, with a singular love for the Blessed Virgin Mary, because he left the peers, he wanted to proclaim the Immaculate Conception of the Blessed Virgin Mary. So he left, and so filled with singular love for, for Blessed Mother. So we see this immediately, and then the truth about the Mary is given to us in that prayer. So preserved on account of your prevenient grace from every stain of sin, because she was preserved from all original sin in view of the sufferings of Jesus. And so now we ask, so we call, 
we set the, the stage for this prayer and they say, grant that faithful to the gift of baptism, that we always walk in holiness of life so that what Mary received as a singular gift preserved her from original sin we have received by baptism. We have received by baptism. She was called to be holy and immaculate, and she is. And St. Paul says in the readings, which we read today from the Ephesians, that we are all called to be holy and immaculate, to be all without blemish, without sin. Do you see? So, so the prayer sets the stage and is inviting us not only to honor him, but also to realize what God is giving to us so that we may always walk in holiness of life, just like Our Lady. She, to a degree higher than we, because she was called to be the mother of the Son of God, we are called to be his brothers, Jesus' brothers and sisters. And so, so this is that first opening Prayer, but then we go into prayer of the offering, you know, just before, you know, uh, after the, the offering itself, just before preface is a prayer called the prayer of our offerings. And then what do we pray there oh, again? There's a special, special gift through those prayers that we hear. Grant to us who bring the sacrificial offerings to your altar. There's that spirit of devotion. So we are offering the bread and wine we were offering ourselves to God. And what we're asking with that offering of ourselves, that the spirit of devotion, which you instilled in St. Stanislaus of Jesus and Mary, it's a, so we wish that that spirit of devotion, that love for Our Lady, the love for our God, the love for his mission, that, that through this sacrifice that we celebrate, that it be fruitful for us. So be fruitful for us, that we ourselves would be filled. And then not only that, that we may attain the gifts of salvation, because that's what we desire. We gather here so we may be saved, that we may be holy. And that not only that we attain this gift of salvation, because it's a gift freely given, as you know, God's gift of redemption is freely given. We haven't earned it. We receive it by gift. And then so that we may become living temple of your glory the living temple. We may be the temple of the Holy Spirit. We may be the temple of the Trinity. And, 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 and here again, this prayer draws our attention because our founder wrote a book called The, 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 the Mystical Temple of God, that we are the mystical temple of God and we attain it by Eucharist, by participating in Eucharist. And you wrote the beautiful reflections on Sunday liturgies and to make us realize that that's the case. And now I'll just quickly go into the preface and then for concluding prayer, because it is, these are such a powerful gifts. You know, and once again, if you listen, go to mass and you listen to preface, the beginning seems like it's always the same. It is truly right and just our duty. And, you know, we, we remember these words so we don't perhaps attain, paying as much attention, but immediately after, again, it sets the stage summarizing for us what we're celebrating. And in this case, we, we, we hear in this prayer of the prophets, and you'll hear, you inflame the heart of St. Stanislaus, of Jesus and Mary, the desire to consecrate himself to you. You inflamed his heart. The Holy Spirit gives us these gifts. And why? He gave the special one, a desire to consecrate himself to you in the service of the Holy Church. And as Marians, we do that. We wish to desire ourselves to be consecrated for the sake of service to the church, that we are at the service of a church. 
and in many ways all of us are, because you're a priest, you're a priest by baptism, you're a priestly people, you have also consecrated yourself at the service of the church. And what is the service of a church? His mission of proclamation, proclamation of the gospel. It's a mission of, of, of following the commandment of love. It is you, it is you who have, I have chosen, you have chosen me. I have chosen you so that your joy may be complete, but that you may love one another, that you may take care of one another. That's the mission. That's the mission that, that, that is given to us in the gospel. Again, the readings are also selected for him to explain, to clarify what he has done, what, but also for us, the inspiration. So now, so, so you, the God inflame his heart with the desire to consecrate himself to you in the service of church and inspired by the Holy Spirit to entrust his whole life to the Immaculate Virgin Mary. And so there's a second dimension, not only for the sake of a church, but in a unique way that he will entrust himself to the Immaculate Conception. How many people have consecrated themselves to Our Lady through the work that we have done? You know, how many people have consecrated themselves? And, you know, and, and you know, through, you know, Father Mike Gate, these books on, on consecration. But this is what, what he entrusted his whole life to the Immaculate Conception and then conformed to Christ, your son, because once we consecrate ourselves completely to God and entrust ourselves to a lady, then we are conformed to the image of Christ. This is what St. Paul would say, conform yourself. May your, your whole body, your whole life, your mission, whatever you do, that it may be like Christ, because he, we imitate him. We wish to be like him. We wish to live in a way that he lived and the way he, 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 he taught and, and what he did. And then ultimately, there's also uniqueness, not only to be conformed to Christ, but that he, your son, he proclaimed the good news with great zeal. He was a minister of your mercy to the poor and ardent intercessor for the deceased. So he proclaimed good news, the gospel with great zeal. As Marys were called to do that, but all of you too, that you proclaim, live with great zeal, enthusiasm, love to be a minister of your mercy, proclaiming God's mercy, and especially to the poor, to those in need, whether physically or spiritual poor. And it could be a lot of people who are well-to-do and extremely spiritual poor. And we know, we look at our country, we look at our world, though the great billionaires who have great billions, and yet the spiritually the poor, they are lacking, they don't understand, they're confused. They wish to promote the gospel of, of death rather than the gospel of life. So this is what we have. So it is, it is a gift that God gives us once we consecrate ourselves and trust ourselves to Our Lady, be the ministers of the good news, be the, the, the ministers of his mercy to the poor and ultimately an ardent intercessors for the deceased. Again, our whole charisma are built into this preface. So, you know, I, you know, as you can see, I'm too excited. Maybe, maybe too much. But the fact is that 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 I know what it says, and I just by looking at it, it makes me so happy to see all these things. The prayers which the church approved for us as a community, and and I have to say that to a great deal, it is the gift of our founder who made sure that those things are done properly and then the Holy See would accept. And so we thank you, Father, 
for for having a great input not only to lead us with a uh, with a renewed uh, constitutions the first chapter especially on mission character and and nature of our of our community but also the, the gift of these prayers and finally the prayer after communion and this is this is the last thing i'll share with you this is a little too much and i don't want to stretch too much may the mysteries which we have received we pray O oh god make present the pledge of eternal salvation so this is in, in general may the mysteries the sacred mysteries because eucharist is a sacred mystery the church speaks of the mysteries because god in giving himself in the eucharist is hidden from our eyes because we see the bread but we know that the mystery is true as real jesus is truly there body and blood soul and divinity all jesus and that's the mystery the mystery of god among us the mystery of his love the mystery of his mercy the mystery of his presence how is it possible that we human beings receive god how is it possible that we receive the one who has created all through whom all things came to be and yet he comes to us in, in our lowliness in our sinfulness in our brokenness he comes to us so it is made this sacred mysteries the made jesus present in the eucharist made jesus present make us make present the pledge of eternal salvation jesus says this the eucharist is the pledge he's pledging pledging that he wants to fulfill that pledge so that we may share his glory his life and then second aspect of this prayer and that the following the example of saint stanislaus we may give witness to your compassion so following his example we may give witness to your compassion everybody needs to be understood loved you know all of us are messed up there's no one we can categorize people these and that we see violence we see this we see all kinds of trouble we are all in need of that compassion turning to our to each other and saying i'm sorry we don't have to even wait for others to to you know to ask to ask for forgiveness because we should initiate just like jesus said father forgive them for they don't know what they're doing in the same way we are here too so by the example we also give witness to compassion and then the last part is and that we may that that we be made partakers of your heavenly banquet that we may be partakers of the divine banquet prepared for us partakers to be partakers that means you know to be to be those who who not just witnesses from outside but those who receive if you go to a banquet if you just there and say yeah this is a great banquet but you didn't have a food there you didn't enjoy the delightful meal you didn't really enjoy that banquet and so the lord says to us through this prayer and that we not only see in him in our um in our uh, uh, stanislas the the witness but that through following him in a sense of consecrating ourselves to living the li life of faith that we will be partakers we will enjoy the fruitfulness the blessedness of what god has prepared for us in his son so i know this is a little lengthier but maybe because today is solemnity and i have been known to stretch a little bit but uh but i am so grateful to god for the gift that we have received i'm grateful that this gift from the sacred congregation for the doctrine for the sacred congregation for divine worship
which was issued this March 25th and the solemnity of the incarnate annunciation that the Holy See gave this to us. And I see that as part and parcel of that providential giving, giving us the founder, giving us you know, the community, giving us this very moment in our life, the solemnity and giving us special form of prayers, which will guide and church for centuries. He is a saint of the church. So whoever celebrates these masses and not only on this feast, but some other you know, opportune, opportune days, these prayers will be there for all eternity unto the banquet of the Lord. Because you know, these prayers don't change. As you know, if you look at prayers of a church, some of those prayers go back to 2000 immediately with St. Paul and the gospels and there's throughout the centuries. So become aware of how God in his providence offers this opportunity to us today, this special gift provision that we may be filled with joy. As he says, I share these things with you so that your joy, that my joy will be yours and your joy be complete. But we have to remember that all these things mean nothing unless we love one another, unless we love that love that he had, remaining in his love, desiring to transform our life by his love and anticipating a future glory on account and by the power of his love, by the power of his presence in us. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.